0: We have, of course, Apple, we have uh, McDonald's, we have Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see around 60-70% you know, of the top 25 actually have an audio logo or kind of some kind of audio signature. Mm-hmm. And um, why do they have that? Well, of course, because the more senses you can activate in communication, the stronger communication brain we have.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Buffs, brought to you by Frontify. And giving your ears a taste of the afternoon traffic in the city that never sleeps. all right well thanks everyone for joining the brand buffs today i'm joined by karsten kems a audio branding specialist from sonic minds in denmark uh karsten thank you for joining how are you doing today
0: great thank you jennifer i'm doing fine and how are you doing
1: i'm great i'm great um super excited to have you here today and also i know for everyone listening today is going to have Um, A fun little segment at the end, we're going to have a guess the brand by the sound game. So (laughs) maybe the name of the game needs a little bit of work, but we're going to play some audio (laughs) clips of, um, you know, some brands kind of like signature uh, audio sounds clips. And then you'll be able to guess which brand it is as today is all about sonic branding, audio branding. Um, Karsten, why don't you, one little question that we have that we actually ask everyone before we jump in, uh, what does the term brand mean to you?
0: Well, brand means, well, I wouldn't say a lot to me, but in business terms, it means everything. I mean, that's, it's how I choose my brands uh, personally, you know, so what kind of value, what kind of emotions does a brand has to me? Is it a strong brand? Is it something that that I can mirror myself to, both in terms of professionally but also personally? So I do think it it it's, it matters a lot when I choose clothes, when I choose food, when I choose hardware, uh, audio hardware from a company. So of course branding wow. is image. It is you know who you are and how you perceive yourself. And just like you know, you want to be seen with something you like. So brands something you wear on your clothing or something you wear in your heads or intimate, it could be headphones, Mm -hmm. they also communicate who you are. So are you a Bang & Olufsen guy or are you a Sony girl or are you a Bose dude or what kind (laughs) of, you know, everything communicates. I also see some guys, you know, have put a, put some kind of a tag over their Apple logo on their, on their, on their Mac Pros because they don't want to be too branded. So they kind of, so I think branding is, is a big factor in, in, in today's communication and also identification for who we are.
1: Yeah, that definitely tied to value, like you mentioned. And it's funny also that you mentioned, you know, some people covering the Apple logo because yeah, people these days don't like being overly branded. That's for sure. So. No,
0: it, it's a fine edge. I mean, sometimes the smaller logo, the better. If the logo is too big on a shirt, that didn't pay $50 for it. Well, I don't want to pay $50 to be your, wandering uh, commercial uh, do <laughs> so the, it's it's you know less is more sometimes and the same goes with audio and sound and music i mean what kind of music do you play so music is a strong identifier for whom you are you know what kind of style you're into so yeah yeah it's also brand
1: yeah very cool. Um, so to jump in more into your territory, audio branding, can you tell me yeah. a little bit about that and specifically what Sonic Minds is doing?
0: Well, Sonic Minds is a company that's specialized in audio branding. That means that we help community big companies use sound and music to, to create more stronger communication and branding of course as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in the old days, well, old days, but but earlier when we started up in 2000, it was more like radio and TVCs. That was the most, you know, common spaces. But nowadays, we see much more communication on uh, on other brand touchpoints. That could be, of course, so me, but also product sounds. We see it on apps, and um, the user journey has changed a lot. So with some some brands forget that the because of the the, the smartphone. We have so much interaction with the smartphone during the day. We take our mail. We listen to music. We go to our bank, especially in Europe. Home banking is on on apps. We buy our tickets for public transportation. We buy, you know, all our our interaction is actually by our phones now. So the sounds that are in the apps on that user journey is, is very important to communicate who we are. Like, for instance, the push notification sound that just came out on my screen here. Was that from Messenger? Was it from... Skype or was it from from Slack, where was it from? So we use sound very much to navigate nowadays. And uh, that's what we do. We help brands try to capsulize their brand touch points, the sound landscape to create more meaningful communication. And I do say meaningful because I do think there's so much non-meaningful music and sound out there. And when that appears, it turns into noise and that is why we actually have these anti-noise cancellations, uh, headphones on. So people are mm-hmm. in the streets, probably also in New York, people wearing phones all the time. And uh, you don't know if they're hearing um, a podcast or a book. They'll mm-hmm. probably listen to the to the um, Frontify podcast, I guess. But still, we can we can eliminate noise if, if it doesn't make meaning.
1: Yeah, I think that's you hit on something really interesting before, um, you know, I think things have definitely changed a lot. And it's not so much, you know, an audio logo anymore that you hear on a commercial. It's really integrated into our everyday life. And like you said, you know, it's about navigating, <clears throat> you know, like your daily experiences by by these sounds, actually. Yeah. So could you maybe give a couple more examples of how things have changed over the years? I know you had... Oh, yeah. Brought up, you know, like apps and banking and all of that. But could you name a couple more examples?
0: Yeah, for instance, uh, we did the sound design for the Volvo XC90 car when that was launched, and also the XC60 XC60 car, Mm -hmm. uh, because the 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 user journey starts actually from an app. You can see how much power there's on on your app. You can reheat, start um, heating your car internally from your app. So the sound that you're hearing from the app starts well the user journey starts there and then into the car we have made all these these uh, safety sounds and interaction sounds so you're driving too fast lane shift alert uh you're running out of gas alert uh, you're falling asleep alert there's that, all these information sounds i mean yeah. a modern car today is actually a driving ipad there's so yeah. much tech in it and the the the, um, the car physically doesn't have any sounds so they are made they're designed the uh, just you know the um, Chase lane sounds. You you're about to fall asleep. Sound. They have all these information sounds and all the unbuckle seat sounds. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, that's even, that's interesting because it's even more important while you're driving, right? To be able. It is. To that and option. that's
0: also branding because if the, the 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 brief from Volvo was we wanted some sounds that reminds you of of cedar tree and leather. How does that sound? They want to be exclusive mm-hmm. because with people as we talked about earlier about brand, you know you. The car you're driving is also your brand, and if you buy a car to uh, for you know around fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, it shouldn't sound cheap. You want it to sound expensive. I mean, the sound should should reflect the the car, the material, the, the, the internal feeling in the car. So that if the small car sounds uh, beep beep beep, and you're sitting in a huge Volvo or Bentley, you know this this sounds cheap. It doesn't fit actually. And I did see a car review for another car brand where he rated it one star less just because he found the sound design in the car so annoying. It was saying beep all the time and he couldn't understand what do you mean by beep? Was it beep what, am I driving too fast or is it mm. low on air in one of the f- in tires? What, what, what does that beep mean? So he actually rated the user experience or the, the, the car lower just because of the sound design. And think about it, how much worth is that on in, in mm. branding?
1: I can so, um, totally, I could totally see that, though. You know, th- thinking, uh, you know, a lesser value of something because the noise is so annoying. Um, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than, especially driving, when there's an annoying noise going on, and you're scrambling to do everything you can to turn it off. Yeah. even when you're not driving. So I can totally yep. see how that audio component yep. would would relate to actually brand value for sure. Actually,
0: actually I was born buying a water boiler here lately you know, just for boiling water for tea and stuff. Yeah. And when the when the water was boiling and it was done, it came with this really annoying beep sound. <laughs> so, so I actually returned it back to the store and they said, is there something wrong? No, it just sounds really bad when it's done. And I don't want uh, items in my kitchen that shouts at me. So yeah. I turned it back. Uh, actually, I also did a small research lady, you know, how many sounds do we hear from? We get up in the morning to we go to bed. And you know, just think about it, your alarm, when the, the fridge door is open too long, the elevator, the tiller at the Met, New York Metro. Actually, there was a sound guy who made a symphony out of the tiller sounds, all the beep sounds that people hear when they check in with their card on the New York subway. So all these sounds, you know, we're, we're counting them to be around 40 pieces around the day.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh so we, uh, are. we've talked about some kind of sound pollution out there.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So I know you, yeah, you had mentioned earlier the, the value of silence of people wearing headphones. Um, you know, What is good audio branding look like? How do you do it right? Why, why are people, you know, what's the value of silence and, and how does that well, all work together?
0: Well, my philosophy is that if the sound doesn't make meaning, then remove it. And I always ask my clients when they come to me, say, we want a sound logo, we want the music here. And I say, why do you want that? What's wrong with silence?
1: Yeah. And
0: then, what do you mean? Well, if, this, if the music doesn't add value to the situation, to the product, to the user experience, then why have it? Hmm, that's a good idea. So the ground zero is silence because that's a scarcity nowadays. Where can you experience silence nowadays? That's why people yeah. go on retreats, yoga retreats. They go on silence retreats because we are, there's so much noise out there yeah and, uh, i
1: think that's that's a really good point um you know not making noise just to make noise and you know the value of that silence yeah um, and that's actually how you could probably even make you know more value out of your brand is really when you become you know a point of navigation and it's integrated in your life rather yeah, good, than just noise
0: exactly so good sound design is where you don't actually notice it but where it's just, you know, yeah. So suddenly, if I ask you, did you hear the sound design in the app? You you should say, no, I didn't actually. But then when they play for you, oh, yeah, that was the receipt sound from my bought the ticket sound. But mm. it just helped you. It wasn't annoying. It was just subliminal yeah. communication. So it's good audio sound branding and sound design are is subliminal. I mean, it's below your consciousness level. And in that way, we can actually. Uh, we can uh, change people's mood very much just by you know nudging small sounds in, in in different ways, and when you get annoyed, that's when it's too loud or too much in some duration.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. You know, like really again that integrated approach approach. You know, um, audio to help you navigate your life rather than you know yeah. just making noise. So I, th- I this is understood. I think you know you know how audio branding should work in, you know, how as a brand, you can kind of, you know, start thinking about it and implementing it into your own company. But, you know, how do you tie value to this, you know, if I'm a, you know, if I'm working in branding or marketing somewhere, and I want to try to make a case to spend all kinds of money on audio branding, you know, where do I start? How do I start, you know, convincing others and even understanding myself, you know, how is this audio tied to uh, you know, brand value or ROI or any of that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I get you. Well, if you look into the um, to the most strongest brand in the world, uh, I've, I'm looking into those brands for many years and I see a strongly trend there that, you know, on the very top 20 brands there, we have of course Apple, we have uh, McDonald's, we have Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see around you know, 60, 70% of the top 25 actually have an audio logo or kind of some kind of audio signature. Mm-hmm. And um, why do they have that? Well, of course, because the more senses you can activate in communication, the stronger communication bandwidth we have. Right now, you and I are talking over a, a video, so we can see each other and we can hear each other, but well, we can't feel each other. Actually. We cannot smell each other. We cannot touch each other. But the more senses you can activate in communication, the stronger your brain communication becomes. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to sound, let's say, for instance, McDonald's. If you were to buy McDonald's for me, the whole brains, the whole chain, yeah. and um, I would say, here's McDonald's, Jennifer, but you know what? You cannot use the sound, because I'm going to make another joint uh, food store next week, where we're going to use that sound. Well, you then pay full price for the sound. On other terms, how much worth is the audio logo worth? So, mm-hmm. and actually, you 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 can um, you can measure that. I mean, if in Denmark we have lots of tests for different sound logos, and uh, some of them have an unhelp recognition level on around 80%. So 80% of the Danish population can say the brand name just by listening to the sound. That's a very much, you know, very strong brand factor, and that has a value. So sound does have, have a, a, an ROI, and that's also why we see MasterCard, we see Audi, we see Volvo, we see all these big companies out there using sound more and more because, tvcs are not so impactful anymore when you hear tvc you don't watch you know focused on the tv no you watch focused on your on your tablet on your iphone so the interaction sounds there or the app you have or the or the games you have are stronger than just a commercial in the background from the tv or the radio actually we have research that 30 uh, no, fifty-four percent of the population doesn't actually see TVC commercials. They only hear it because when they goes on, they go on the second screen, to take out the iPhone or the pet their dog or kiss their wife or go into the kitchen. So people don't actually watch or hear active the uh, the commercials anymore. So I yeah. would say that sound has a has, is becoming more and more important, and we also see more and more brands uh, t- are taking into uh, taking into account. Because in a digital space, you only have two senses. That's hearing and seeing. You mm-hmm. can only see and hear in a digital space, as we just talked about earlier. I can see you, I can hear you. But if I cannot, if you don't use the sound, you're, you're, you're missing 50% of the bandwidth.
1: Mm. That's really interesting. So I think you know everyone's obviously way more digital these days. Um, oh, yes. Fully digital. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's only audio and visual, like you said. And so I think that that value of audio kind of is just staring at you in the face, you know, are you taking advantage of it or not? Are you implementing it or not? Um, So I guess maybe switch switching gears a little bit, if we think about, okay, so we want to do audio branding, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's really clear for you where you could use it um maybe not but it should be something it seems like pretty related to your product um so how do you decide internally you know who manages actually audio branding and the development of sounds and you know who actually would be the the team or the owner in this kind of project
0: Usually, it's 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 located in the marketing team or the designer team. But actually, we lately we just got a request for two other companies, and there the the journey was launched from the UX team. They were designing mm-hmm. a new product. Uh, it was a new headphone, and they, they wanted to have some really high-end sounds when you turn it on. The Bluetooth connects. The Bluetooth love uh, turn volume up and down. So the uh, the need was was born from the UX. But after some meetings, I told them that that's fine. But what about the the uh, the film you're gonna make when you launch the product? What about the the uh, on hold music when you when you call support? What about the um, the other marketing stuff you're making? So that suddenly the the customer could see that ah yeah we need to map the whole user journey. So actually now we together with the client we uh, we made this what we call an audio brand platform where we identify all these important spaces where sound could add to to the branding or the communication, and then we define, you know, what kind of values or what kind of feelings is it you want to express with sound? Like we want to be perceived as innovative, modern, or you want to be perceived as Nordic or uh, human. What what kind of brand you are? And then we 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 have this uh, we have some t- different tools to turn words into sound is called expressional mapping. Now I'm getting a bit nerdy here, but mm-hmm. we have some different <laughs> terms. How to? How, what do you mean by human? What do you mean by Nordic? What do you mean by we are digital? So there are different levels of digital. So the, the term digital and innovative perhaps means something different for your brand than it does for another brand. So in, in this process, we, uh, we, we design sounds based on their uh, values. And then we ask people, when they listen to a sound, to which extent do we experience this sound as innovative? We don't ask the client if they like the sound. We just ask them, does this sound feel innovative? Does this make meaning? Or also in terms of suitability, if we you yeah. were to click on this button, does this sound make meaning in terms of confirmation sound?
1: So, so you're, ask- you're, you're almost mapping kind of like your brand, the client's brand value, you know, your yeah. kind of brand image versus you know their user journey their customer journey and you're applying almost you know that that brand to actually their user journey to to make sure the touch points are kind of in line with how they want to be perceived
0: yeah to create some kind of coherency i mean we have been working on visual coherency for 40 50 years all brands today have a logo and you can see it goes again through on the website on the email on their you know, products and their marketing material, but the sound doesn't have the same coherency, not yet. Uh, and that's more complicated because sound mm-hmm. is experienced over time. But we do see that clients taking this seriously, just like McDonald's, also Intel, they know the power of sound. And then they are very, yeah. they also trademark it nowadays because it's an important trademark for them. So you yeah. just cannot copy it and make another burger joint with the same sound.
1: Huh. Okay, I have one more question for you before we jump into the the game. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) Do you have any, you know, for people out there that maybe, you know, have an existing audio logo or aren't quite at the top of the audio branding game yet, but, you know, are interested, um, do you have any takeaways that you can leave with the audience?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, start, you know, doing your own audits. How do we sound today? Call up your your customer service, check your website for sounds, and do you have podcasts? Do you have products? What, what, how does your YouTube channel sounds like actually? And then try to map your your primary key values, the your your brand position, and you know do some internal work there to see where actually do we need sound. And also instead of just you know you're launching a product and then you have a film for that. Uh, Try to think a little bit larger because if you, each time you make a new film, or new product, you buy expensive music or you buy some stock music, you don't get it done right. So it's similar to the, that you change your logo every time you, you you do something new, market material. No, you have the same logo. You might alter the text a little bit, but to create some some, some kind of coherence is important because that also creates trust and branding is trust. I trust the brand that, you know, the Apple product I have or the, the universal audio or the other brands I use, I trust them because they uh, they they communicate coherent to me. So my best advice is also, you know, and, and of course, they're welcome to contact me, but they can also start in, you know, it's a small process. Start step by step. Don't go out and buy a huge audio identity because you, you, I'm not sure that that's the right solution for my clients. Uh, the best experience I've had is people start with small step by step, start with, you know, piece of music, how can we extract that into an audio logo? Do we need an audio logo? What products is it that we need to have sounds in or what platforms are the primary for us? So, and then also delegate a person internally that can be responsible for sounds. We have a lot of companies that have IT responsible, design responsible, but who should be audio responsible?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point, right? You know, who's the one taking these audits? Who's mapping all these customer journeys? You know i guess it starts with kind of you know understanding the value of it and making sure you have someone that can really own
0: that yeah own that just like people owns the it department the uh, whatever yeah. department you have in the companies who owns the audio branding it could be a sub department of branding or ux or mm-hmm. communication whatever but there should be some people assigned who owns the okay how do you sound ask jennifer she's in mm-hmm. charge of all sounds we have in the company
1: Mm-hmm. i love that that you know it, it also falls on ux as well i mean the more you know the more we see in branding and the more people i talk to you know ux is there the whole way and they're they're really really important so i think it's cool that they're they're involved
0: that's also what we see on the uh, the brain platform we make that when we use the um, the um, brain guides like the frontify mm-hmm. we can see that we can handle all the audio assets in there as well as the video, as it's the visuals. So it's it, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense.
1: Very cool, all right. Well, thank you okay. so much Let's for that. Let's jump into <laughs> the game, what do you say?
0: I'm, I'm on, bring it on.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, I think uh, I have a couple uh, audio clips here and I can play them and you can, uh, you can let us know what you think. Let me let me try the first one. Let's see how this goes. Could you hear heard, that one? Oh yes, I heard it fine. Yeah.
0: I got thirsty a little bit when I heard it.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't know I didn't know what this one was actually.
0: You didn't? Well, they have made many different versions of their of the sound of the of their sound signature. And it goes. Da, 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 da. And it, it is um, Coca Cola. And actually, when they were sponsoring the, was it 2010, the Olympics, they asked different uh, artists to play a, a tune. And the, the brief was you can play all the tune you, you want, just as long as you have the notes.
1: Da, 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 da.
0: So actually, Nan came out with a tune that was actually a Coca Cola tune. So he sung it as the official Olympics um, uh, melody. But well, people didn't know subliminally that it was actually a Coca-Cola tune they were buying and singing, which you can buy on iTunes. So it it, it is Coca-Cola's uh, small signature which they use, you know, in different variations for Christmas. It's more Christmas-like, you know, for mm-hmm. Olympic games. It's more you know powerful. Mm-hmm. They can ask uh, different artists to play it. So it's it's a very strong um, for me identifier. for, Oh, this is Coke, actually. Yeah,
1: mm. very cool. Okay, let's try the next one.
0: Yeah, it's it's this drama. I think it's about twenty-five years old now. It's the uh, Intel Bong, it's named. And yeah.
1: This one this one I this one, I, this one I, did know.
0: <laughs> I did know. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Jennifer? Yeah.
1: So you, you,
0: you, you did know so you could say the name Intel when you heard the the the, uh, the, the sound?
1: I relate it to I don't know if it was a campaign or how long ago it was, but this Intel inside. Yeah. Um, that's what I think of when I hear when I hear that.
0: Right? Have you ever seen or touch an Intel chip?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have, <laughs> have I?
0: I? I'm asking you because this is interesting because here you have a product that is inside your phone, your computer, your whatever. So it's a product that is, you cannot actually, you know, people cannot see it, or feel it. So how do we communicate that? aha, we have a sound that says insulin sound. So people can actually recognize the product by by its sound. But very few people have actually, except of computer engineers, of course, have seen an incel chip or touch one. Mm -hmm. So just to, to enlighten you that, you know, for companies like that, that has, you know, a product that is hidden for most of us, how can we brand that? You cannot see it. Ah, it's really cool chip you got there. Wow, can I see your chip? Uh, no, it's inside my phone. Nobody can listen to it. So they tried to, Good point. yeah. And the sound actually has evolved. So the Intel bong now, I think it's the fifth generation. Perhaps if there's an Intel listener out there, he can confirm or reaffirm that. But they started out with a different version of it. So they have redesigned the bang, bong, 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 I also heard it with the choir once. So they are redefining it, you know, continuously over the years to make it up to date. So it doesn't sound old school, actually. But if you go back and you can listen to the first one, it's different from the one they play today. But it's still the same keyness. Yeah.
1: OK, I've got three more. We've only got a minute or two left. So let's get through. Uh, let's see yep. this here.
0: OK, you first, Jennifer. What's that?
1: I think I know that's McDonald's. <laughs> uh-
0: it was McDonald's. And it was a, just a Triple Lake tune they bought back in 2002. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And they made that bunch of versions, you know, Mexican for Mexican Burger Week or, you know, whatever. So that's very strong audio identity they've made that's there.
1: Probably the, yeah, I'd say that's probably the most well known. I would All say right, so. Let's, yeah. see, let's see if maybe we can find a little lesser known one.
0: Hmm, what is that? Yeah. Yeah, I used to be dating for some years ago, and uh, I used that app. It's the uh, You got a Match from Tinder. (laughs) So when I heard that sound, whoops, I was a little bit, whoops, you know, the pulse went up. I was a little bit more excited. Who could that be? Who could that be? So it's the Tinder match sound.
1: You know, I didn't even know. I guess my phone has been on silent, but I didn't even really know that, Online dating apps had these kind of audio branding elements. Yeah, I guess my audio had been off. I guess or, so. Or no one was interested in me either.
0: <laughs> the sound is kind of a fanfare, Yes, I succeeded. I'm good. You know, somebody likes me. So it's you know, it's, it's talking to your self esteem. Yes, something like somebody likes me. So yeah.
1: <laughs> Tinder playing with our emotions. Oh yes. Okay, we've got uh, we've got one more. Let's see.
0: Oh yes, will you get the popcorn? Then I'll get the uh, the candy stuff and we can get ready in the
1: couch. I tell you, that's the that's the sound of my quarantine right there.
0: <laughs> of, of your what?
1: Quarantine.
0: Oh it is? Oh yes, it could be. <laughs> what is it? What is it then?
1: The Netflix.
0: The Netflix bong, yes. And they actually just made an update where Hans Zimmer made a new one that was extended to a 60 16 seconds version from their premiere films. So yes, actually uh, it has a good vibe to me because when you hear the sound, you're going to be relaxed or sit with your girlfriend or kids or family, whatever, and have a good time. So I think it's a really strong audio logo. And again, this sound hasn't been exposed on any commercials. It's just the first thing you hear when you start electric thing. So again, they're using sound to attach audio to your brand. So we. Again, you could do the research. I mean, if you just play the sound in the US, how many people would say that's Netflix? Or is it HBO or is it Apple TV or is it Disney TV or whatever? So again, to, to, to wrap it up, it's, it just shows me that you know the more oh, assets and for me, especially audio, you can attach to your brand, your stronger your brand becomes, also in terms of value. So um, yeah, interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, thank you so much, Karsten, for Coming to talk about all things audio branding, I think this is very helpful. Yeah, very useful. I think it's really interesting and refreshing to think about your brand in a different way, where you could, you know, implement audio along the user journey. And very cool stuff you guys are working on. So thanks oh, thank so much you. for coming. Yeah.
0: Thank you for being in here, and uh, for the listeners, you know, try to be aware of how much sounds you listen to out there, though. What makes noise what makes meaning what kind of sounds do you like just you know be aware of how does the world sounds around you so it's just a small invite well thank you so much for coming for, for inviting me jennifer it's been a pleasure
1: yeah. and
0: um yeah thank you
1: great all right everyone karsten kim's from sonic minds in denmark and uh thanks again we'll talk to you soon
0: bye-bye thank you Bye.
1: If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app or visit frontify.com forward slash podcast.